We are hungry for you, Jesus, this morning, Lord. Right now, let there be an encounter in this house this morning, Father, right now, Lord. Open up hearts as they walk through the doors, Father, right now, to receive what you want to bring to this house this morning, Father. And we just are thankful this morning, Father. We get to come to your throne, Father. We get to worship you this morning, Father. Let us worship freely this morning, Father. Let us worship and just honor you and thank you and give you glory, honor, and praise this morning. We stand before you, Father, to honor you, to worship you, Jesus. You are our King, our King of kings, Lord of lords, the King above all kings the Lord of all above all lords and we just worship you this morning Lord and we just are thankful this morning to come into your presence Father hallelujah Lord we just pray that you be with the worship team this morning Father stand our hearts up this morning let us be on one accord tonight or to this morning Father let us be on one accord this morning Father right now in the name of Jesus right now Father hallelujah Lord bless the word that's coming forth today Father right now Lord open up hearts to receive the word this morning Father right now we pray your kingdom come your will be done over this house Jesus and we give you glory and honor and praise this morning Father we just worship you we just honor you and everything that we do this morning Father we come with surrendered hearts this morning Father to come into your holy presence this morning your sovereign and holy holy God hallelujah Lord we worship you Jehovah we worship you King Jesus and we're just uh, thankful this morning we can step our spirits this morning Lord let us worship freely this morning let there be no restrictions this morning, Lord. Let there be no restrictions in this house this morning to honor you and to praise you, to usher your presence into this house. Holy Spirit, have your way in this house. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. We glorify you this morning, Jesus. You are our King. You are our Lord. You are our everything, Jesus. And we just are grateful this morning. We get to worship together this morning. We get to come into your presence, your holy presence this morning. We thank you this morning. Have your way, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're just so thankful. Thank you, Father. Father God, I thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. I thank you for allowing all these people to be here this morning, Lord. I pray that service will be amazing today, Lord. It will be one of the best services that we've had, Lord. It'll be amazing. I bless the sermon, Lord, and let it be whatever you want it to be, Lord. Let it be exactly how you want it, Lord. Bless everyone who enters these doors to the church, Lord. Fill our cups this morning, Lord. Bless the worship team as they get up here and pray, I mean, <laughs> sing, Father God. Let all the praise and all the honor be for you, Lord. Let us know that none of this is for us, but it's all for you, Lord. I thank you for the, all the miracles that we've seen in this church, Lord. And I thank you for the miracles that are going to come, Lord. I pray that all the prayers will be answered today, Lord. And that while the church members even if they're little kids, Lord, when they walk into their school, their school will be changed, Lord. When we even go to work or just into Walmart, Lord, may your presence fill that place, Lord. May you heal every sick person today, Lord. Bless all the hurt who are not even able to be here today, Lord. Bless them while they're in their home, Lord. 
bless all the sick in the hospital, Lord. Bless our city and let no crime be able to happen here, Lord. Bless all the elders, all the pastors, and all the people who serve here, even if it's only been once, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Oh, Father, we just thank you this morning. We have come, God, to worship you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Oh, God, we have come to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. God, we worship you. You are so good, Father. You are so good. You are so good, and you are so awesome, Father. Thank you for the breath in our lungs this morning. Thank you that we're able to breathe. Thank you that we're able to walk. Thank you, God, that you've given us life and life in abundance this morning morning. God, we love you. God, we thank you. We choose to be grateful this morning. God, I declare in the name of Jesus that we are a grateful people, that we are a grateful people, that we love you, Jesus, that we're thankful for all that you do in our lives. We're thankful for all that you do in our, the lives of our families, God. Thank you, Father. God, thank you for the miracles seen and unseen. God, thank you. Father, thank you so much for this church family, God. Thank you for this church family that you've given us, God, that's so full of love and selflessness, God. You just, you have blessed us tremendously, God. I thank you for every heart in this place. I thank you for every heart on the way. God, would you just start to work on it even right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless Pastor DJ. We thank you for his life. We thank you for his family. God, we bless Pastor DJ in the name of Jesus. And we just declare that no weapon formed against him shall prosper, God. We declare that he is blessed, God. That he is blessed, Father. And that he has favor, God, from above. God, that you put your words in his mouth, Father. And that he would speak with authority, God. Lord, would you just speak through him this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, God. And would you protect his family, God, wherever they may be every single one of them God we just protect them we just ask right now for protection God we declare a decree that they are protected God that under the shelter of the most high God under the shelter of the most high they will find refuge God they will find refuge father I thank you for his life I thank you for our elders I thank you for all those who volunteer God thank you so much Father, would you fill those rooms with your presence? God, would you fill those little rooms with your presence? Even where those little kids are at right now, God, would you fill it with your presence? In the name of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for every generation represented in this place. God, we thank you for every generation represented in this place. From the oldest to the youngest, God, I call them blessed. I say that they matter. I say that they are important, God. I say that we see them, Father, and you see them. God, we bless them in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you are not finished yet. God, no matter how old or how young, you are not finished, Father. You are calling them to go deeper, Father. I thank you. I bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, we just love you, God Almighty. 
we love you we thank you holy spirit thank you for being in the room holy spirit take over this service take over the worship oh god we give it all to you right now we give it all to you right now oh god do what only you can do god almighty the god who answers by fire the god who speaks a gentle whisper oh we thank you the god that destroys our enemies oh our god our provider our god our healer oh we just worship you god almighty we thank you we lift the name on high we lift jesus right now the name of jesus be glorified in this place jesus you are glorified in this place you who is able to open the seal you the lion of judah the lamb of god jesus christ we worship you this morning we worship you we love you jesus oh we thank you jesus we thank you jesus holy 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 jesus
morning. Let him hear it in your own
say nothing else. You can say Jesus. When the bills have got your mailbox all cluttered up, you can still say Jesus. When the doctor gives you the report you don't want to hear, you can still say Jesus. It don't matter what your situation is, you can say Jesus. It don't matter what's going on, you can still proclaim the name of Jesus over any situation, over anything that's going on. Morning, I don't. We're not gonna. You notice the music staying up because I'll tell you, we're about to come in and we're gonna do communion. Now, I'm gonna look out on all these faces. A lot of times when we do communion, we get all solemn and we get all, oh, I'm giving reverence. No, you gotta remember you're doing this in the remembrance of your Jesus who is alive, sitting at the right hand. was 
and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by by his stripes we were healed do you realize he went to a whipping post and paid for your healing before he went to the cross and paid for your salvation you can't tell me there's not healing in the blood you cannot tell me there's not healing he went to that whipping post he went and put his back and offered it up to the, the romans so they would lay it open and blood flowed forth for your healing we say oh that day is past no it has not god is still in the healing business think he would have let his son receive the lashes that he did if he wasn't in the healing business and that's why we celebrate and we take the body and that's why I think it's so important when I take it I always like to break it also because he was broke for me Next, in 1 Corinthians 11:25, it says, In the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, saying this, Cup is the new covenant between God, his people, and an agreement confirmed with my blood. But this is in remembrance of, do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Take of the drink, take of the blood, take of what he has offered up for you and me. Said, do this. This is the new covenant. In all the other covenants, when the sacrifice was given, it was always a sacrifice of blood. God did not look past that. He even allowed his son to go to the sacrificial altar and be offered up before him. And blood was shed for you and me. In Colossians 1, 19, so for God is in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. 20, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. I love that word reconciled. It means he made things right. What other father would sacrifice his son to make the whole world right with him? That's how much he loved you. That's why we should celebrate today. In Ephesians 1 and 7, it says, He is so rich in kindness, grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgive and forgave our sins. It's one of my churchy words. It's called redemption. He took his son and paid a price. I know it's making it make that sound. They paid a price. For the wages of sin are what? But the price has been paid and me when we proclaim Jesus as our Lord and our Savior 
And that's why we celebrate this today. His body being broken and his blood being shed by a father who loved us as much as he loved his son and he offered him up for you and me. Amen. So right now, Father, Lord, we just lift up to you the name of Jesus. Lord, we celebrate him and for what he's done. We celebrate how his body was broken for each and every one of us. We celebrate how his blood was shed on that cross on a hill called Calvary. Lord, we thank you, Lord, today for everything. But most of all, we thank you that he's sitting at the right hand right now.
bring us back into your presence just to bring us back home you paid it all just to bring us back home we belong in your presence lord oh you brought us back home there's not one sheep you will lose yes yeah you brought us back home yes there's not one sheep you're gonna lose no yeah you brought us back home yes you brought us back we magnify you we extol the name of the lord we glorify you jesus over all that you have done oh we glorify the name of jesus over all you have done you give life you give love
worship Him. Everything that we do should bring Him glory. Our talk, when we do work, that it brings Him glory. And everything we do, we are worshiping Him. We're doing it to bless Him. So you should do everything as unto the Lord. As you work, do the best you can do. Because your life is a testimony to everyone around you. It's not just coming here on Sunday mornings when we worship. It's our lives should be worship to Him. Father, thank you for this job.
that it cannot be filled. It's just like it's the abyss. But he said that my proverbial arrow is flying through the air right to the target. And today, he's going to address that emptiness in your your depth of your soul. He's going to come in and he's going to fill that spot that you haven't been able to fill. You love the Lord. You are a Christian. You have walked with him. You are in prayer. But Satan has a stronghold there that he's going to deliver you from today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. she was going to go to start jamming for us. You know what I love about our family here is that we can come in and we can hear worship songs that we heard before. We can hear worship music that we've never heard before. We can we can hear it in different languages. We, we can sing it in tongues. It, it doesn't matter how it comes out because it's not for us. It's all for Him. And I've noticed, look, we, I, I've been taught lessons as I've traveled now around the world. Going to places where you don't understand what they're saying, what they're preaching, what they're worshiping to. But you just learn to sink in with all of your heart and just give him all the honor, all the glory. And guess what happens? He starts moving in a mighty, mighty way. We just got to remember that. You know, I, I love what James said. This is, this is not, you know, a team singing to you. It's not a team singing to you. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, I just... I don't get what they're singing to me. That's because they're not singing to you. He gets every bit of it. He hears every word and every language and every tongue. He hears it all. And it's beautiful to him. It's so beautiful to him. And he shines upon that. And his presence comes. And lives change because of that. So that's my challenge to you every Sunday. Every time we gather is to come with that expectation that, that man, we're just going to worship him. We can do this for two hours and go home. Because that's the important part is the worship. It's not the word, it's the worship. That's, that's what we're here to do is worship Him. Come on, we, we can read the word at home. You can worship at home, but when we come collectively together as a family, it's powerful. It's powerful. So Father, we love you. We love you, we love you. If you haven't heard that out of our mouths, let's tell them right now. Father, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. And we thank you, Lord. We worship you this morning. Let everything out of our heart cry out to you, Lord. Let it all be for you. We're so thankful, so grateful for what you're doing in not only this house, this family, but our individual families, our homes, Father, our children. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for having your hand on everything. We just surrender it all to you. Have your way. Have your way, Father. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen this morning. Come on. Amen, amen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> She's been waiting to do that. Come on, one more time. Let's give it up to the Lord. Come on. All right, take a few minutes. Uh, say hello to somebody you ain't seen yet this morning. We'll be right back.
Good morning. How's everybody doing? Once again, thank you guys for being obedient and watching the clock and coming back in here on time. You know, everybody else is out in the foyer talking, getting extra coffee and hot chocolate. Y'all are awesome. You're my favorite. Don't tell them. You're my favorite. This is awesome. This is, oh, you can yell at them all if you want. We're starting. how we do that yeah there, there was a countdown somewhere yeah so good so good I'll give him a second to realize what's going on <laughs> look that believe it or not the counter's not for me uh, can I, I'll just be honest with y'all. I just had an opportunity to use the restroom. <laughs> I don't got to go anywhere for a couple hours. Just letting you know. So that timer is not for me. That's for you guys. So I can get on track and get moving and, and do what we do. But uh, it's absolutely awesome uh, that you guys love that. Look, I, I, that's one thing I will never stop in the house though. If we want a fellowship, you want to talk to this is family. That's what this is about. So spend that time saying hello to people, loving on people. To me, that's really important. It comes in right underneath him. <laughs> him and then everybody else because uh, that's kind of important. So I love y'all. Thank y'all for being here this Sunday. Welcome to the gathering place. Come on, we, we love you guys. Uh, um, we love what God's doing in this house, and, and it's absolutely amazing. So thank you all so much. Thank you for worship this morning. Uh, I love it when we can come together as a family and worship. It's just powerful what we get to do. Who, who's enjoying the weather? Come on, this is awesome. Yeah. See, I'm a Southern Yankee. I love this. Bring it year-round. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, we can't go much further south. <laughs> just, just a little bit, a little bit of good weather. But anyway... Um, and get started. I just really wanted to uh, share a couple things. This morning, if you are new, if it's your first time here, do us a favor, fill out a connect card. You can get one of those on the desk out in the foyer. Our usher can bring you one, but it's just letting us know you were here. What that allows us to do is we reach out to you, we talk to you, uh, we pray for you, we can answer questions. That's it. Uh, we can't do that if you don't tell us you were here. So you can fill one out online too. So if you go to our app or you go to our website, uh, TGP, TGP Millbrook. Uh, you can go to that website, and uh, when you do that, you can fill one out online. So if you don't want to go get a card, fill one out online. We get that too, so it's going to be awesome, but please let us know you were here. Uh, we had a lot of good things happening this morning. We had our kingdom classes this morning, 9 o'clock. Uh, Jen was teaching this morning. Come on. She taught on this profile um, and how important that is because, I mean, that is, we teach that a lot. We've been teaching that for years, but it's so important to understand people. It's so important to understand how God made you and why he made you different than everybody else. Because then that ties right into how he wants to use you. And when you understand, look, I can teach disc profile to marriage couples. I can teach it to anything. I can teach it to serving. I can teach it with everything because it's so important to know each other. But that's really good. Next week is spiritual gifts. So if you want to come uh, next week, 9 o'clock, every, every Sunday at 9, uh, we, do, we do a... a kingdom class and my wife walked in the room I started stuttering did you hear that I was like hey baby I was like we done guys <laughs> see y'all later you guys have a great blessed Sunday someone's gonna come talk uh, that's my wife Jules 
Oh, we are coming up on 30 years this year. Come on. It never gets old. Come on. Anyway, I guess let me, I, I lost track. Angel tree, angel tree. Uh, look, this is the, this is, uh, what is it, next Sunday? Next Sunday is the deadline. Um, so next Sunday is the deadline for that. Please, uh, if you need help for the holidays, please let us know. Uh, we want to help you out. We want to make sure that you're not in this alone. We are a family, so fill out that information, send it to the email up there, stop by the desk, call the church. We're going to help you and take care of you. So please uh, take care of that and we can help you. Uh, Monday night prayer, don't forget about that. That's our favorite thing, Monday night prayer, 6 p.m. Every single week right here, come on in and worship and pray with us. Uh, it, it includes all kinds of prayer, but man, we absolutely love it. And Pam and Jeff do an amazing job. So uh, thank you, Pam. I know Jeff's not here, but thank you so much. Uh, I'll get more into prayer just in just a little bit. So uh, mission trip coming up. This is important. For, we're going to Mexico, if you didn't know, 5th through the 15th. We are so excited about this. Uh, if you, one, if you signed up to go, we have a meeting tomorrow at 5 o'clock right here. If you are interested in missions and you're like, I don't even know what all this is about, feel free to join us for that meeting. Come on out and just start getting used to what we talk about, uh, how we plan for this, what you have to be ready for, because that'll help you get ready for the next one. Okay, so it'll be here uh, tomorrow night, 5 o'clock before prayer. See how we line that up? Yeah. And then if you decide that you want to pray with us, you can stay and pray with us right, right, right after that. It's going to be good. So that, that's our, our Mexico trip coming up. We're going to be down there with Mama Rachel and, and Brother Bo. We're excited. Come on. When are you guys heading down? The 28th of this month, they're heading down there just to prepare for, no, <laughs> they're going to be preparing for us. We have eight individuals, yeah, eight individuals flying in, and, and we're going to be doing all kinds of wonderful things, so uh, we're really excited about it. This is not normal mission stuff, so this, this, this is really good stuff, going into villages, preaching the gospel, taking care of people, that's, that's what this is all about, and absolutely love it, so excited about that. Uh, we do have our uh, baby dedication coming up on the 27th. So come on, if you, if you have a baby that needs to be dedicated, now is the time. I know we got one somewhere. That's going to be on uh, Thanksgiving like weekend. So families in town, it's going to be phenomenal. So we're excited about that. So anybody, you can sign up on our app. I know I got little Paxton somewhere. I know he's supposed to be here that weekend. Where is he? Come on, I'm excited. You guys going to be here, right? Okay, I'm excited and get to hold him. Come on, that's, that's special, so, so good. And then we have our baptisms uh, coming up on December 4th. So if you want to get baptized, December 4th, we already have a, a, quite a few people that want to get baptized. This is going to be awesome. So sign up online, let us know so we can get you some cool t-shirts and all that other good stuff. That doesn't matter, but it's just fun stuff to have. Uh, but if, if you want to get baptized, now's the time. If you've been baptized as a kid and you're like, ah, I just did it because it was a ritual, it was, it was whatever, and you want to do it again, do it again. If you got baptized two years ago and you say, you know what, I want to declare again, declare again. I'm telling you, man, we're going to do baptisms in the house. It's going to be powerful. So we're excited about that. Sign up online. Let us know. You can fill out the information on there. All right, we have our uh, Friendsgiving coming up this, uh, this Wednesday, right, for the teens. Come on. Look, if you want to help out, these teens have served you guys in numerous ways. So if you want to help serve them on Friendsgiving, that would be awesome, wouldn't it, Kev? Uh, let's, have, let's have some people come on out Wednesday. What time you want them here? 5.30. If you can get here 5.30 on Wednesday, you can, you can come on out and help us serve the teens. It's going to be phenomenal to honor them. They've done such an amazing job, so we get to feed them and love on them, and that's important. So 
Um, I, I just stepped all over Kevin's toes on that because he didn't know I was going to talk about it. So there you go. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, this was a, a great week. And before we get started, I do want to recognize our, our veterans. So if we could, we have a one, we have a video. Um, so bef- you, you know what, before we, let's do it before, if, before we play the video, if you've served in the military at any time, retired, served, whatever, could you please stand? Let's, let's honor, let's honor those that served. The freedoms we have today are because you all did what you did. And that's absolutely amazing. So thank you for that. We do have a short video that we want to play. Come on, one more time. Let's give it up for our veterans. Look, it's it's so good. Like, like, thank you all so much. You know, I I I truly love. um, How many here have just kids in the military? I mean, that's pretty powerful too. We have quite a few of them in here. Uh, It's absolutely amazing what goes on. And could we turn these other lights on too, please? These middle lights. They're the switch on the wall. There, now I can see y'all better. I like, why did he know some of you was here? No, no, uh, I, I do appreciate it. I like as much light as possible in here. This way you can take notes and you, you can see me. I can see you. I love that. So um, uh, I appreciate that. But let's get back to the, to the veterans because I absolutely love them. Uh, I just, I, there's something about people that are willing to, to, to put it all on the line for their country. That's huge. And it doesn't, t- it takes nothing. On- Look, I'm not trying to take away from people that could not do it or didn't have a chance to do it. What I'm saying, those that did, thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, uh, we, we pay a, a, a price to do that. And I watched it in my family. I've seen it in other families. There's always something you give to that. There's something that gets 
that you kind of lose by doing those things. So anytime you get to honor somebody that served, it, believe it or not, from, from a veteran to you guys, it means something. Sometimes you don't get that response, but it does. It, it means something. So thank you all so much. And we appreciate y'all. We appreciate everything. And, you know, my son called me. He's in the Navy. And uh, on that day, just to wish me happy Veterans Day. And he said, Dad, where are you getting your free meal at? <laughs> Look, they don't get paid a lot either. You know, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get a free meal. Like if I can get a couple of them in, we're going to fill up. I was like, that's awesome. So we, we do appreciate it. So uh, that's amazing. So anyway, uh, let me pray. We're going to jump into a word. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Uh, we surrender everything to you this morning. Have your way in this house. Father, I ask you to come touch my heart, touch my lips. Father, just let everything be about you. Father, not about me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. I had to say that this morning because today has been a very, this whole week was kind of rough for me to try to figure out what he wanted me to tell you. So this morning at three o'clock, he was still not telling me what I was supposed to tell you. So I've just been praying that he was going to open up my mouth and things were just going to come out, which is dangerous because I got to watch that sometimes. So I was really struggling. And then uh, there's one thing that, I, and it's kind of weird that this is how he's doing it, but I thought I got it all off my heart on Tuesday at Tuesday at the table um, when I started talking about uh, some leadership principles that I think are very important, which, which the one I was talking about was, was as a leader, you need to have this um, a discipline to prayer and solitude is what I was talking about that there has to be a discipline in your life. And he would not let that get off my heart. So uh, what I've been doing all week is praying and going, all right, Lord, what do you want? Which is exactly the way you're supposed to do it. And I was like, okay. So what you're teaching me is that I have to be more disciplined to not jump to conclusions and just sit back and see what you want. And then what he said is you really need to talk about this. You need to talk about prayer and, and solitude and, and isolation and, and how important that is to your life. And I was like, Okay, we can go into that because I brushed on it on Tuesday and then I said, man, this is obviously something I need to share with the family. So I really had to, this morning I was just like, whoa. All right, Lord, you're gonna have to fill it up then because I didn't have that much on Tuesday. So uh, what I did is I wanted to look up what that means, uh, uh, you know, about praying and being in solitude. Um, and when I, when I looked at that, solitude is a state or situation of being alone. Or it is a lonely or uninhabited place. And then it says wilderness. So come on. Sometimes we have to realize as individuals that we need to get into the wilderness. We need to get into a spot uh, that nobody else is around and you need to spend time with him. Okay, and I, and I don't mean that by like, okay, well, once a year, twice a year. No, that should be every day. As, as much as possible, you need to take yourself out of what you're doing, get into a place with nobody else around, spend time in prayer, and allow him to fill you up. Okay, so that's what that's all about. So this is about freedom in the wilderness, freedom in prayer, freedom in solitude. Because one thing, it was hard teaching this in leadership because I was always the guy that said leaders are always present. They're always out and about. They, they always have an open door policy. But then Tuesday I said, no. Nah. There's going to be some times that you're not going to be able to get into my door because it's going to be shut and locked and I'm in there praying and I don't need you knocking on my door and you can think anything you want about me. Because good leaders have to have that opportunity to shut the door. 
Because if not, then I'm not spending the right amount of time with him. But I'm not talking about leadership today. That's just kind of what got me to this. Because when I said that, I got it off my chest and we talked. And I went on and talked about all kinds of other things. And then this just kept coming back about prayer and prayer. And that's why Monday night prayer is so important. But see, Monday night prayer is not an opportunity for you to get into solid. That's the time to come together. That's a time as a family to come together in prayer. And we can all be on the same page. We can all pray together. We have individual, you know, prayers up here. We have the cross filled with prayers. We have all this stuff that we come out and pray for. You know, that's not the time for you to come in and try to find an alone spot somewhere. Because you're truly not alone. You might be alone in your heart and in your mind, but you're really not alone. Go into a place where there's nothing else going on. And just listen to the Lord and see what he wants to do with you and in you. It's, it's really awesome. So, I'm going to try to get through this. I'm talking about this because Jesus, um, all throughout the Bible, you see where Jesus has to get alone, right? And we've talked about this numerous times. You know, we talked about this probably when I was talking about rest several weeks ago. I was saying rest. Rest is different than prayer and alone time. See, rest meant, I I was talking about rest at a whole other level. Like you need to get away for some time, (laughs) get away from everything and just spend quite a bit of time away from life and just rest. Okay, this is different. This means how are you going to continue to every day find that time to, to sit and pray before everything gets started, right? Before everything gets moving. And Jesus knew how to do that. He knew how to get away and pray. He knew the power of isolation, right? He knew all about that. So prayer is where it actually happens, okay? A lot of people think, uh, and I'll get to scripture in a second, but a lot of people think that prayer is like the pregame. You know, if you watch football, you see guys, if you go to a football game, they don't just come out of the locker room and jump on the field and play football, right? They're stretching, they're going through all kinds of stuff to loosen them up and get them prepared for the game, right? That's what people think prayer is, and that's wrong. You don't pray to prepare you for a battle. Prayer is the battle. That's, that's what you need to understand. You handle everything in prayer. You, you, you do it all in prayer, And everything else is easy. You're like, that's really not easy. True. It might not be the way you want it. But when you give it all to prayer, prayer is the battle. You can walk away knowing that you've surrendered everything to him. You've put it all on the table to him. And now guess what? You've done everything you can do. You're still going to do everything you can do beyond that. But you've surrendered it to him. So why, why, why would you walk around the rest of the day going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. No, you just prayed. Like you're supposed to leave it there. That's the battle. The battle's been won and now you walk around with joy, right? You walk around with the fruit of the spirit coming out of you everywhere you go. But we start to think, well, if I just wake up this morning, I pray a little bit, it'll prepare me for the day so that when something bad happens, I'll know. No, 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 no. Wake up. Get into prayer and move forward. We did this all the time. I can hit in the military a little bit because of the weekend. <laughs> you know, all my military folks, did we just, did they teach us all the time and put us through exercises after exercises after exercises just in case? Same concept. We used to do what they call OREs, operational readiness exercises. So what they would do is they would say, okay, in case of a war, This is what you would have to do. And it would go anywhere from how would you pack your bags to how would you go out and do maneuvers? So you had to go through this and you got inspected all the time and trained all the time. But you spent most of your time preparing. Did that mean that when you went to war, everything was going to be perfect? No. 
Because that all depended on your performance. Because if you've never been in a battle zone, you don't realize what changes when things start happening. Your mind doesn't operate the same way. <laughs> we, I laugh about it now, but when we were in Afghanistan, it was like I thought was going to be normal deployment to a place that we didn't have set up yet. And I had like 13 guys with me and I, we were all brave. And I said, don't worry, this is what's going to happen. And when the bugle blows, get your stuff. You know, we're on an army base. They're going to protect us. No, they were like, guys, you got, you got weapons. <laughs> like, we're going to need some help. And that first night we're laying there and we're staring at the stars because we got holes in our tents and we didn't know how to set them up right. It was before we deployed a lot like that. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, brother. It had holes in it, though. And then all of a sudden, the mortars start coming in. And when things are blowing up around you, man, things change a little bit. I said, I, I was in charge, and I remember, like, I'm in, like, a, a sleeping bag on the ground. And actually, it was in a little cot. We had, we had like, two of those. I took one, just letting you all know. I, I could have probably gave it to one of my airmen, but I didn't do that. I took it. But I rolled out of that thing really fast, and I was laying on the ground going, what was that? And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, wait, we've been trained on this. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to get all these guys out of here and go get in a bunker because we're getting bombed. I'm like, this is crazy. So all of a sudden, those things click in your head and you start moving. Okay? That's not prayer. But a lot of people think, if I just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, then when the battle become, comes, then I'm going to know exactly what to do. No, you know what you do? You prayed. You surrendered it to the battlefield, to him, and then you walk in freedom knowing that he is in control. Yes. No matter what the outcome. And you might not like the outcome sometimes. And I see a lot of heads going, absolutely, I completely believe. But you know how many times we run across people that go, I prayed about this morning, but man, I'm just in tears. And I'm like, hold on. Did you not give it to the one that can do all things? What else you gotta do? Like I said, do, do what you can do. I'm, I'm not saying like, Lord, I need a car. Or uh, how about this one? Lord, I need a job. And then sit and play video games all day. You still got to get out. And you still got to apply. You, you have to, there has to be action to it. But in the long run, if you apply to a job and you don't get it, don't get upset. Go, you know what? I prayed about it. And if I didn't get the job, then that's the Lord's will. And let's move on. What do you got for me? You know, where, where, where is it that you want me to go? What is it you want me to do? Lord, well, how are you going to use me? Okay, so this is what you see when you look back in the Bible. You see this all the time. You see Jesus, before stuff happens, going and praying and having alone time. And that's what gives him the power. So the prayer leads to the power, right? The power, or actually, if you take that whole thing out, prayer leads to presence. Presence leads to an encounter, and then that encounter leads to the power. Okay, but you got to get to that. So by praying, spending time with him in an alone place, what happens is his presence comes. Then you have an encounter. Then things start to happen. And through that power comes, confidence comes out of that. Where when you walk out of that prayer, you're like, you know what? It's settled. I'm done. No matter what happens in that situation, I'm good with it. I don't need to complain about it because nobody here complains. <laughs> We're not going to complain about it. We're going to receive it and we're going to move on. 
because I get, now it doesn't mean this. I, I've heard, I've, there's different theology about how many times you should pray about the same thing. And look, I'm all about, you, you know, pray as many times you want about it. But if you're walking around all the time worried and afraid and scared over the same thing, something's wrong. But if you ever, you know, every morning I pray for my family. Every morning. I didn't pray for them 20 years ago and say, well, Lord, I don't see, you know. No, you know why I pray for them every morning? Because it gives me peace every morning. I pray for them every morning because I know that he is now in control. I have surrendered that once again to him. And now I can walk out of the house and go, whatever happens, happens. I'm covered. I'm good. I'm at peace with that because I've surrendered that. You guys getting this? You good? All right. So surrendering everything to God wins the battle. I said I wasn't going to lose my glasses this time. I brought them. So like I said, it doesn't mean that, that you get everything you want. What it means is that now you can do what we call get in the boat and float. Think of a river. After you pray... Get in your raft, get in the river, and just goes where it goes. But if you get in the river and you go, you know what? I'm still worried. And you start swimming uphill and paddling uphill. Same thing's going to happen, right? You're not going anywhere. You're fighting the current. You feel like you're struggling. That's not peaceful. You're supposed to pray to him and then let the wind blow you where the wind wants to blow you. Go where he wants to go and trust him in that because you've surrendered it to him. Think how peaceful that could be. To just wake up and go, you know what, Lord? You got this. Now, think about what you pray for before you do. I mean, I want you to be smart about this. I mean, if you're saying, Lord, I think I need a new job. I'm just going to wake up and go do whatever I want. You might want to talk to your boss first. You might want to plan that thing out. You might want to have, you know, you still got to do your part. Doesn't mean he's not going to say, yeah, leave. I'm serious. When you get in prayer, when you get locked up with him, he'll give you a word. Your job is to obey. To get his word, you got to be where? Alone in solitude. Look, people come in here and during worship and, and during worship, they're like, please, Lord, give me, a, give me a word. No, worship's not a time to get a word. If you get one, you get one. But if you're here the whole time, just worship going, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word. He's like, worship me. You're there to worship me, not me give you a word. If out of that you get a word, great. Prayer is the time where you go, Lord, come on. Give me something. This is me and you talking. This is a relationship. This is me just being raw and honest with you and you just loving on me. And, and Lord, what is it? That's the time to sit. I go into prayer expecting big time. Big time. But when I come into worship, I come to worship. Now, can amazing things happen when you worship? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Because his presence, anytime his presence is here, you, things happen. So that's why you come expecting things to happen. But man, if you really want that word, if you really want to start hearing from him, find a way to lock yourself away. You know, nobody has kids, so just go lock yourself in a closet somewhere. Then <laughs> find time, find time to do that. All right, let me see here. So I'm going to bring, we shared this scripture many times, but I want to bring this up again. We're going to go to Matthew 4, 22 through 32. I think I gave this to him back there. Matthew 14, 22 through 32. 
And it says immediately after this. So, so this is where Jesus is walking on water is, is the plan. And this is right after they fed all these people. So uh, it says immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. And while he sent the people home, while he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Do you guys remember this? I read this just a couple weeks ago. All right. Different meaning this time. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land for a strong wind had risen and they were, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost, right? But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here, right? So when I look at this, so he went, when night fell, he was there alone. He went away by himself. It makes sure that they tell you all the time that he is by himself. So one of the greatest leaders ever to live says, I'm leaving my people and I'm going to go by myself and pray and hear from the, war, hear from the Lord. And then he comes back, right? Now he's walking on the water. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if, it, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over, over the side of the boat and walked out walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Have you so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You are really the son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gesenaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe and all who touched him were healed. So this whole time Jesus is teaching them why it's so important to get alone and pray. He knew the storm was coming. He knew where he was putting them. He knew he was in charge. But he had to get away and pray. He had to get away and get filled up because one, not only did he know that he had his disciples out in the boat floundering around because they, they're not picking this up yet. Like they're still trying to figure this thing out. Like he always goes away and prays. And they're like, why is he always going away? Like teach us how to, all these, like teach us how to pray. Like, why is he doing this? And he's like, I'm trying to get energized, y'all. Just like I talk about trickle charge. I'm, try, I'm trying to get energized. And then he was actually going to walk by him. I really think he was going to be like, y'all figure it out. Like I've done told you so many times what you need to do. I'm just going to keep going to the side because I'm already fired up. I already know what's going on. I gave it all to my dad. I cried out to him. I wish I knew everything that was going through his mind and everything he was praying about. The weight that was on him. Everything he knew that was getting ready to happen. And he was trying to teach them, look, if you do this in the beginning, you'll have an answer throughout it. So here, they didn't pray, right? They, went, they got in the boat and left. But he went to pray. And then because of that, he was able to come back out and meet them. And here's the thing. Jesus could feel the storms. He could see the storms. He could feel the storms. 
Jesus knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in my life. He felt storms in his life. That's why it was so important he went away to pray. He was like, Lord, I know what's coming. So give me the strength. Protect me, guide me. How, how am I going to get these guys across? Like, that, is that his conversation? <laughs> Lord, they're going to do it again. They're going to get out there. That wind's going to, like, why don't they understand this? Like, not one of them praying. <laughs> I mean, what kind of conversation is he having? You know, just to be prepared to go out there and say, guys, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. He could feel everything. But what he did is he won it all in the battle. He actually took it to prayer first. So he wasn't worried about anything. Those ones that got worried were the ones like Peter who was walking on the water and got scared because of everything and started sinking. Now, it doesn't mean that, I mean, he obviously started crying out in prayer there. I think it was prayer. Like, Lord, save me. <laughs> that might be your prayer sometimes. Like, Lord, I need you right now. And that's what happened, but it's because of the storms and the wind. So what is it in your life that you have actually, you're walking with him? You have peace with him? You know all about him? You worship him? But then when storm, storms come up in your life, all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. What is going on in your life that's causing you to lose that focus? To take your eyes off him? What is it that you're not lifting up in the prayer every single morning before you get moving through the day to prepare you right? The battle, the battle's before you. So therefore you go into prayer, you lay it all out to give you the peace to go walk it out. Does that make sense? Because they were doing the same thing. It's a perfect example of what they were doing. Hmm. He just showed them that I sat there and he goes, I already prayed guys. I'm not worried. I see the same thing you see. I, I feel the wind. I feel the waves, but I already prayed about it. So I'm good. In fact, I'm good enough to help you through it. And that's where he wants us to be. So as I was preparing this morning, I was like, man, Lord, how am I going to explain this even more about prayer and, and, and how much it was, how important it was to Jesus. And then I started just looking at the gospels. And I started looking at all four gospels, reading the same story in all four gospels and then seeing the difference. Um, and this is where, um, Jesus is getting ready to go into the garden, right? And, it, and when he goes back to the garden, this is right when he knows he's going to be betrayed, right? He has his disciples. He says, guys, um, we're going back to Mount of Olives. Where, that's where they always pray. That seems to be, and it's not like this fancy, you know, figure it's a, a mountain with olive trees. That's where he goes. That's his alone time. So that's where he likes to go and pray. They know that. So he's like, guys, let's go back. We're going to, and he takes his disciples. And he takes his, his, his three, right? And this is where I want to read that because this was funny. Three of the gospels all say about the same thing. One of the gospels leaves it all out. I think that's really interesting. So I want to go, I'm going to start off in Luke. I don't know why I start off in Luke. It's just the first one I, I, I went to. So in Luke, I'm going to read, I don't even know if you have these back there, do you? Uh, Luke 22, uh, 39 through 46. I'm going to read through them fast because I do want to read them, 
but I want you to see what stands out in them, and then you'll see it start standing out in all of them. It says, then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. So, as usual. So, he's going right back to where he usually goes. He has a place he likes to go and pray. So, there's your first thing. Have a place you like to go and pray that you'll call your sanctuary where you can get alone, where nobody's going to bother you, and you can make that your place to pray. That's that solitude. That's that isolation. There he told them, pray that you will not give into temptation. And he walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last, he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and, get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. So here he is knowing everything that's about to happen. He already knows that the enemy has already come in. The devil already came, Right? And he's already got into Judas. He's like, man, I, I got you. So he's already going to betray him. He's already going to turn him over. Jesus knows. Jesus knows what's about ready to happen to him. It's so bad that he is in agony and grieving in the spirit because he knows what he has to go through. But he goes into prayer beforehand, not while he's on a cross going through it. Beforehand, and he says, Pops, <laughs> please. Take this away from me, if your will. So he leaves it up to him. And he says, if that's what you want. And the answer comes back, no, you're going to have to go through this. But I don't see it anywhere else where he's complaining about that. I don't see it in the rest of the word before he's crucified where he's saying, man, I can't believe I went and prayed and didn't get anything I wanted. He just goes, Lord, that's your will. Father, that's your will. Let's go. And he goes, I went through my moment. I gave it on the battlefield. That was the battlefield. He was actually weeping and crying on the battlefield, not in front of his enemy. Think about that. He's weeping in prayer to where it was almost like blood. And that was happening in front of his father, not in front of the enemy. So where was the battle? In prayer. The battle was in prayer. And the whole time he's praying that they do this, he says, pray so that you will not give in to temptation. In fact, he says it there, and then he says it at the end. Temptation. He knew what was going to happen. Because there's going to be times when the enemy comes and releases, releases like all hell on you. That's his, that's his point. He goes, I'm bringing it all out. I'm going to do it all. I'm going to try to take you out. That's what he did. That's what he did to Jesus. I'm bringing it all. And he wants to do that to you. So how do you stop the temptation? What's temptation? You doing anything, right, that doesn't line up with what God wants you to do. Could be anything. What's your biggest temptation in life that you think you could struggle with? Because if the enemy knows that, he's coming at you. He's coming at you. He knows your weakness. So what's it say to prevent that? Pray. Pray. He says, if you pray, 
Then you'll be prepared. The battle's won when the temptation comes. See, it's all connected right there. Uh, let's see. Um, it's kind of like a salesman. I don't know why I'm using this. I'm thinking salesman, and I start thinking of like Kirby and Rainbow, like door-to-door salesman, encyclopedias. Now I look at you, water softeners. Everybody laughs. I shared that before. It's fine. I'll share that one again because it's funny. We bought our first house. Within like a week, a guy knocks on the door and says, hey, man, uh, is your water hard? I'm like, I don't know. We just came from Okinawa. I'm like, I don't know. I just bought my first house. I have no clue. He's like, I can give you the best water. It'll clean your clothes better. It'll taste better. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And I let him in the door, and he does all this stuff in the sink, and I spend $7,500 buying a machine that makes your water cleaner. Yeah. If I would have never let him in the door, he could have never tried to convince me that I needed a water softener. So when the enemy comes at you, are you letting them in the door just to kind of talk to you about something? Are you, are you letting them whisper in your ear? Are you letting them talk and be like, well, just, just, let me, just let me try to give you a little something. Like, just let me try to convince you. I'll give you a poor example. I got to share this because I just feel like I got to share it. Poor example, is that good? <laughs> poor example of not letting them in. So uh, I, I play softball. Yeah. I play softball. I used to play softball competitively all the time, and I used to be pretty good, okay? Uh, I'm playing now with, with, with some people in the church, and we have a good team, and we go out and we play on Thursdays. And uh, I just kind of reti- retired from it a couple years ago, came back out to play. Uh, and it's fun. I love softball. Last week, I think it was last week. Yeah, it was last about last week, I think it was because my son was in town. I, we took the week off. Yeah, because Kevin was preaching. So we took the, kind of the, the week off. My kids were in town. I wanted to spend time with them. So what, so what that did to my routine is I wasn't waking up every day praying like I usually do, reading the Bible. I was like, man, I'm going to spend time with my family. We're going to go do some stuff. And it wasn't like I was walking around like, you know, crazy. I'm, I'm listening to worship all the time. I just, I didn't get into my major routine because I want to spend time with my kids. But I also had a softball game. And I go to the softball game and I'm playing first base. And we're turning a double play from the outfield that we didn't need to turn a double play. It was three outs either way. The guy leaves the base. He comes running back to first. They throw me the ball on first. And the guy drops his shoulder, drives me into the chest, and I go into the ground. Etiquette in softball says that, one, there's three outs. But two, you slide, you get out of the way. You don't drop your shoulder and run through the guy in hopes that he's going to drop the ball. Me, being your pastor, so well focused on discipline, hopped up really quick, like probably most men would do, and looked at him with a look like, you know, I was, anybody ever watched like Roadhouse before where they just like, <laughs> but I didn't. Like, I looked at him with this crazy look because it was three outs, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm alive. He probably didn't understand, but I'm angry. Like, the anger inside of me is now boiling up to where I'm like red. And he starts walking away, and I just gradually take the softball and 
chunk it. And as I'm chunking it, I look up and see a bunch of people. So I kind of chunk it another way where he was and it hits him in the mouth. <sighs> Don't clap. That's not a clapping moment. I said a poor example. <laughs> That's your mom right there. She saw that. <laughs> so anyway, I feel horrible. I mean, his mouth blew up. I didn't mean to hit him. But the anger inside of me, the anger was real. The frustration was real. The temptation was real. And as I was releasing the anger, then it caught up to me when it hit him in the mouth. And then I'm like, ah. Because now I'm thinking in my head, how can I even make that good? Like, and I tried to go over to him and I was like, hey man, I, and I could see it in his face when he said good sportsmanship. <laughs> then I thought if I get any closer, this is probably gonna get escalated and I'm not gonna be able to. So I kind of walked away and then, and then we separated and he left the field and everything. But that rest of the night, the whole time I'm trying to find him. I'm just trying to check on him because I started remembering like what brother Bo said the one time at the football game. You know, how he screamed at people. And I, that's the first thing I saw. I was like, oh my gosh. I saw Brother Bo in my head and I'm like, how am I going to tell him that I just hit this guy in the face with a softball? But ultimately, the whole point of the story was I was in a moment of weakness. I was not prayed up like I usually, and I'm not making an excuse. I threw the softball. <laughs> I threw it. I will say this. I did not aim for his face. But because of the anger, it hit him in the face. It could have just as easily went by. Trust me, I tried everything at that moment to say, Lord, was that really like, did you have a play in that? Was I supposed to? And he was like, no, no, that was all you, none of me. All you, none of me. Okay, but what I realized then is that I had been, you know, it's just doing my normal stuff. And I've been prayed, and, and that's the only thing I can think of, honestly, in my head, was that anger came, and I haven't had anger in a long time. So, but in that moment where I was just doing my thing and I haven't been praying like I usually do, I've been doing, it was easy to click back up and just go, you know what? Now the old me, it would have been completely different and I won't get into what the old me would have done. So this was so much better than the old me and I'm thankful for that, but it's so not the new me, right? Okay, so, so it really taught me a good lesson that I don't care what I'm doing. I need to make sure I'm prepared when I leave my house because the enemy will use that. I mean, look, this is the trickle effect, ready? This is the what if. I hit him in the face with a softball. He comes at me. We're scrapping on the field. Both teams clear. We're all scrapping on the field. News is there. Pastor, gathering place, beating people up on a softball field. Do you see how the enemy can come in really quick and be like, we're gonna take everything. I can take everything if you just, if you'll release it, if you'll give me a chance, if you'll let me in the door, I will take everything just that fast. Just that fast, I can take it all. I can take your influence, I can take everything. And I was like, thank you, Lord, that it just busted his teeth and, <laughs> and that's where it stopped. Not that thank you, it busted his teeth. Like, Lord, I hope he's healed. But ultimately, that was the only damage done was the fact that that I had to sit there and, and the whole night go, oh man, I can't believe I did that. But you know, it reminds me that I'm human just like everybody else is human. 
And, and if we give him the opportunity to come in, he'll come in. So I don't know what yours is. That was mine. Anger, mine. Frustration, mine. I don't know what yours is. But we got to stay prayed up. We got to do the battle on, you know, in the prayer, not on the field. You understand? Because if I was prayed up in there, I could have probably got up and shook his hand and said, man, I understand you didn't mean that. That could have been a whole different situation. All right? Anyway. Ah. There you go. I shared some of me with y'all. And I apologize because I'm representing you everywhere I go too. And that's not right. So don't clap no more. <laughs> He's like, man, say that to the guy that just hurt his thumb getting tackled by his brother. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, I'm way off topic right now. So you guys good with this? Where's my dream interpreters? I got to share this because I had a dream the other day. This was, and it was reminding me of this because it showed me how much he protects us. So I had a dream the other night and I was in battle. Like shoot 'em up battle. Weapons running, people chasing me, shooting me, shooting at me. Then I got hit. And I got hit in my artery right on the inside of my leg. Everybody know that one? Yeah, the bad one, right? I could feel the pain in my dream. I could feel the intense pain. I knew I was wounded and all I was trying to do was get to a place that was safe. And then I found a group of people, obviously, where I got myself to the place that was safe was people I knew. There was people in this room. There was people there that I felt safe enough to where I could sit down and take a look at the damage that was done and figure out, you know, how am I going to stop the bleeding? Because it was hurting really bad. And then I got there and when I went to look at where they shot me and I knew exactly where they shot me, there was just a dent in my skin. So what I was getting out of that was the enemy was coming at me and he shot me in probably one of the most dangerous places to be shot. One of the biggest arteries in your body. But I was protected. I wasn't only protected around the people that I loved. I was protected by him to where it didn't even make a dent in my skin. So you guys process that. Come to me when you get an answer because that's been bothering me because I'm thinking, man, what? That's pinpointed target. That, that's the enemy targeting. I'll just give you that. In my mind, if you're shooting and aiming right there, that's a targeted shot. That's a fatal shot. Didn't work. Didn't work. But there was a target. So where's your, where's your target? What's he shooting at? What can you cover in prayer that will remove that so he doesn't even have a clear shot? I don't know why I'm talking about this, but now we're just talking about it. So y'all got a target. Y'all know what it is. You need to cover that in prayer every single day. Because if he gets a shot to take you down, he's going to take you down. Because you're making too much of a difference in this world. He wants to do so much through you. You need to hear that. He wants to do so much through you. And you're making such an impact that you cannot bear to let it not be prayed over. You got to cover it. He wants to use every one of you. And y'all know what it is. Hmm. And he's coming. He never stops, y'all. That's what you need to understand. He doesn't go away. So if you were like, you know what? I gave my heart to Christ. He's gone. No, now he's coming back harder because now he's got to stop the influence and the change you're going to do. Man. Anyway. 
Dreams suck. <laughs> oh, man, come on. That's right. Come on. That's right. So good. But man, I'm telling you, he's out there. So let's go. That was, that was Luke. Um, I'll, re- I'll read through real fast through Mark. They all about say the same thing because I know I'm, I have a point. Mark 14, 32 through 42 says the same. They said they went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Now I'm all over the place. And Jesus sat, said, sit here a while while I go pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Why would he tell them to keep watch? He already knows what's going on and the enemy's coming. He needs people to pray and keep watch. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Same thing. Different gospel, same thing. Pray because of temptation. Pray because your body's weak. Prayer is the key. That's why it's so important. And that's why it's a foundational teaching and you'll hear it from me all the time. That's where it starts. I can give you some fluffy messages if you want them, but man, I really want you guys to be covered and have a foundation so we can walk through this thing and do what he wants us to do in this world. And prayer is what gets us started. I'll just stop there. I'll jump down to Matthew just to give you all this. takes the same people. We'll go down to 39. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground praying, Father, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watching, pray so you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Three different times in three gospels, they talk about Jesus going into prayer, Jesus being worn out, him going in, battles in the prayer. That's where it's happening. That's what he's doing. He already knows what's happening. He's trying to get them to understand. Now I want to read it out of John. See, John wrote his gospel a little bit after these guys. But John was different. John laid his head on Jesus' chest. John had an identity of beloved. John knew who he was. In fact, read his gospel. He says, the one that Jesus loved. You know, I joke about that all the time. Jesus loves me more than you. You should be able to walk around and say that to anybody you want. Because I believe I'm his favorite. In my heart, I'm his favorite. And I'll always be his favorite. If you want to fight over, I got a softball. No, I'm just... <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gather yourself. Gather yourself. But yes, yeah, so John sees it from a completely different 
lens. He's looking at it through a beloved child. He's looking at it as, he loves me. He's not even worried about this. Like John understands. And he was there, but he understands. So I'm going to read through this one. It says, after saying these things, Jesus crossed. This is, this is his whole thing. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Gidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. That's it. Judas the betrayer knew his place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, and they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him, so he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for, he asked. Jesus the Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus, Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. One more asked them, once more he asked them, who are you looking for? And again they replied, Jesus the Nazarene. I told you that was me, Jesus said, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. He did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. I love where it goes back. So now here you see the same exact, this guy, he was there. Like the other gospels say, oh no, 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 no. Jesus went into prayer and he was doing all this. He goes, you don't understand. Prayer was just normal. The battle was there. He goes, can I show you the power that came out of the prayer? He goes, because Jesus was in prayer. But this is the power that came out of it that when he spoke his name, they couldn't even stand up around him. They fell and hit the ground. That power came out of his prayer. Okay, so, so John's like, no, 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 you don't understand. You need to see the, the important side of this. Yeah, you're gonna pray. He prays to his dad. I get it. He goes, but man, you didn't see the power that came out of that. He goes, the power that came out of it put them to, they're Roman soldiers. They didn't know anything about who he was as the Messiah. They didn't care about any of that stuff. They fell because of power. They fell because when he spoke those words, they had no choice but to get down. It forced them to the ground. Why do you have the power? Yeah, I know he's the son. <laughs> he was in prayer. He knew what was coming. That doesn't sound like a weakness. It didn't sound like he went in, oh Lord, oh no, I know you guys are here to take me. What am I going to do? He just said, I'm him. What you going to do? Like, what you going to do? I'm him. Come on, take me. Let's go. I'm ready. I've already prayed. I've already got the presence. I've already got the power. I've already had an encounter with my dad. I'm ready to go. Because it's his will be done. And I'm not going to fight his will. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to get in and float down the river and go with it. And it's going to be powerful. And you can't even stand in front of me. He's like, so you want to take me here? I'll just walk in. Like, I'll walk in front of you. Just <laughs> like, you really don't want to take me. So when I read that, I thought, man, this is so good that you would have three of those. All three of those guys recalling it the same exact way. But then the beloved, the one that knows them even more, says, you don't understand. That's that's because he's loved that's because he knows his identity that's because he knows who he is and he knows what his father wants and because of that he goes I'm going to take you to the important part they couldn't stand in front of him <laughs> he already won the battle he won the battle in prayer I had a whole bunch here that I think I could have went into but I think I'm going to end
Yeah, come on up. <laughs> I know that's kind of abrupt, but I really think that that's enough. Because <laughs> I got like 30 more scriptures I could share another day on everything that he did. But my point was this. The whole point was that the power is in the prayer. And you get the power out of the presence, out of an encounter with him that you get in prayer. So quit trying to fight your battles on your own. He wants to fight them for you. He'll do that in prayer. So take everything to him every morning. Build that, be disciplined to say, I need to pray every morning. I need to take everything I can think of to him in the morning, whatever it is that's bothering me, whatever it is, I, yeah, I'm gonna take it to him and I'm gonna turn it over and let him do the battling. Let him do what he wants to do with it. I'm gonna walk out free. I'm gonna walk in freedom. I'm gonna walk knowing that I've done everything I possibly could. And it's not always gonna turn out right. But that's okay. Because he'll use everything for his good. If it doesn't turn out right, that's because you didn't want it that way. It's not because he didn't want it that way. See, we all, we all want him to answer our prayers the way we want them. And he's like, I wish you could just see the unanswered prayers that I saved you from. Just think about that. How many things in your life have you asked him to, to do that he didn't do? And now when you look back, you're like, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for not answering that one. He knows what's right for you. He knows what's laid out for you every single step of the way. He knows your destiny. He knows where you're supposed to be. He knows who you're supposed to talk to. Quit trying to do it on your own. Surrender it to him. Let him do what he wants to do. Get in the raft, float down the river, put up the sail, blow in the wind. Let him do what he wants to do and be good with it. And be good with it. Like I said, do everything you can possibly do. Turn it over to him. And say, now it's all yours. I just like do that in reverse. Lord, you just take it. If there's anything you want me to do, I'm sure you'll tell me. But man, it's so important that we get that in our lives. So you want his presence? Get into prayer. Get into prayer, you'll get his presence. In that presence, you'll get an encounter. And that encounter is going to bring power. It's going to bring confidence in who you are and what you can do. And just let it flow. And let it happen. Stay on our toes. Stay prayed up. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Lord, I love you. And I thank you for this word. I thank you that you obviously had a had something that needed to be said today, Lord. So I thank you for that. Father, I thank you for this family. I thank you for what you're doing in this house and everybody in here and everybody watching online. I thank you for the plans you have for them. And we thank you for the unanswered prayers. And we thank you for the answered prayers, Lord. Father, we just love you. We thank you that we can take everything to you that you can battle it all, you can do it all, that we can walk in peace, that we can walk in, and do what you want us to do. I just thank you that we have, we get, to, we get to do this, Lord, that you chose us, that we get to be part of what you want to do. That's so big. 
So thank you for that, Father. We thank you that you just never left us and never gave up on us. Lord, that even as we go through these moments and we, you know, we, we don't do what we're supposed to do and we don't pray up like we're supposed to pray up and we just don't do those things. And Lord, when we make mistakes, we're so thankful that you were there and you still love us and you forgive us and you're teaching us and you're growing us. We thank you for that, Lord, that you just never give up on us, that we're always a work, work in process. So, Father, we thank you for that. And, Father, right now, I just lift up everybody in this house and everybody listening online, Lord, that you will just do amazing things in them. Protect them and guide them, Lord. Give them, just give them encounters this week. Show your face. Hmm. Talk to them, Lord. Father, we pray for a divine encounter, divine appointments, Lord, divine appointments, Lord, that, you, that you're going to put people in front of us that need to, need to know what's going on in our lives, that we get to be a witness to them about how powerful and how wonderful, how beautiful you are. And give us the courage to go out and share that. Give us the courage to go out and, and, and just be an example. So, Father, we don't, we don't know what storms are coming. We don't know what's going, but you do. So, Lord, we just pray for protection. We pray for guidance, wisdom, and knowledge in everything we do. Father, we surrender it all to you. Have your way in everything we do, everything we say. Let it be all you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen, amen. Come on. Mm. Mm. We're going to have our prayer partners. Um, what do you want them, Pam? By the cross? We're going to have prayer partners by the cross today. So if you feel like you need prayer this morning, maybe you've been struggling with some stuff, maybe the enemy's been coming at you and you just want added protection with that. Here's the good part, man. When we can pray together, that's huge. Family can pray. We can pray together. We can pray. We can pray. We can pray. We can pray. And, and we can keep praying on that because that's where the battle's won. So we have prayer partners um, on either cross on the sides. They're here for you. So do not leave here today uh, without getting the prayer you need. Um, and we're here just to pray for you anyway. Don't forget about all the stuff going on. Don't forget to sign up. Um, and I love y'all and I know it's uh, giving. <laughs> I love the fact that, that we have a family that I don't have to remind you about giving or to even talk about giving. Y'all just give. Um, so um, and I honor that. Don't take it that I don't honor that. I do. Um, and, and I know God, it just, man, he loves you. And I'm so thankful for that. And so don't, I, don't, I don't take it lightly that, that we have a family that, that loves to give and give cheerfully. So we'll have our usher at the door. You can give online on our website. But I'm going to use my usual spiel that I always say. And that's, if you can't be a cheerful giver, don't give. Don't give if you're not giving cheerfully because that's what he asked us to do. Um, but I just know this. We do a ton of stuff for the kingdom and we get to do that because you're faithful and we're good stewards of what you give us. And uh, that's absolutely amazing. So I thank you for that. So Father, right now we just lift up the offering to you. Father, bless it, touch it. Uh, just, just bless the, the gift, bless the giver. 
We surrender it all to you, God. You can use it any way you see fit, Lord. And we're just going to, we're going to obey you and walk in that. So Father, thank you. And we thank you for them. And we just surrender it all, Father, to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, stand on your feet. We love you guys. Um, prayers on the corner. We look forward to seeing everybody next week. And uh, man, have a blessed week.